0: Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. I am a born again Christian by the power of God. It says in the Bible that I was not born of the will of a man or a woman, but of God. And that is absolutely true of each and every one of you who are born of the Spirit of God. You know, Jesus never preached born again. Born again is something that we use to explain the unseen miracle of a Christian. A Christian, biblically, in reality, in truth, is somebody who is owned by God. You see, Jesus Christ is the king of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a government. The kingdom of God is a country. The kingdom of God has an army. It has a health care system, a welfare system. It has principles and laws and rules and keys. And this amazing kingdom that existed before the earth and will exist long after the earth, is a kingdom of justice, is a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And this kingdom is the only message that Jesus preached. This kingdom is the only message that Jesus preached. It's the only message that Jesus preached. And I believe that, like Miles Munro, that the Christian church is approximately where it was at 170 AD. What that means is we got distracted. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like seed that fell on the wayside, that fell among thorns, that was scorched by the sun, that the devil himself stole, personally stole. From your heart. But then he said, The kingdom is like good soil. It's like a man who received the word and understood the word. So that is what this podcast is about. It is about not only planting that kingdom seed, it's not only about planting that kingdom word, but it's about making sure that your heart, that my heart, that our hearts are good soil. So, really, we obey him. Jesus commanded us in Matthew 28 to go into the world and to communicate this gospel, this kingdom message. And he said to teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you and I think this is where we get it wrong this is where we find that there are factions and fractions and divisions and there are problems because we are not really we're not reading his word and we're not obeying his word it really is really easy it's so simple Jesus said that we come to him like a little child It's so easy. Just do what he said. It's so easy. Don't sin. You know, love God, worship God, praise God, follow God. Don't judge. You know, come to him as little children. Jesus has described the kingdom to us. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are those who are are going to mourn, who are peacemakers, blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. He said, go and help people. He said, cross the road, be a good Samaritan. We have to obey him. And really, we get in trouble as a church when we don't obey him. Where we do judge, where we do take offense, where we do criticize, where we don't put on love, where we're not peacemakers. In fact, I find that we avoid persecution. But he said, blessed are those who persecute. He said, blessed are those who mourn. But then when we see people sinning, why don't we tell them? Why don't we help them? Why do we tolerate sin? No, we should mourn. We should be so concerned for these people who are sinning. Paul said, certainly we are to judge those who are in the church. We're not judging those who are in the world. Of course, they don't know God. They don't know what they're doing. They are slaves of, righteous, of sin. But we, the church, are slaves of righteousness. And so today, I just want to encourage you to read the Bible again. Read the Gospels again. Even that word gospel is a little bit... Uh, misleading because it's the good news of the kingdom of God. I want you to read the Gospels as in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in the Passion Translation and, and see how Jesus, or in any translation, but see how Jesus preached the kingdom of God. Have a look for the kingdom of God Have a look for the message that he preached. The kingdom message is a declaration of a government that has arrived. The kingdom message is a message that comes with action. The kingdom message isn't just the good news of salvation. It isn't just the good news of born again. It isn't just the good news of Jesus. In fact, Jesus himself sent out the 72 and he gave them power. He gave them authority. And he said to tell people that the kingdom has arrived. So even Jesus did not say to preach Jesus. I'm telling you the truth. It's in the Bible. Jesus didn't tell the 72 to preach Jesus. He told them to preach the kingdom of God. And then he spent 40 days in the book of Acts, in the first two chapters, he spent 40 days explaining one thing to the church, he explained the kingdom of God. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. He is the door to the kingdom of God. He is the way to the kingdom of God. He's raising up many sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. We are a kingdom of priests and kings, the Bible says. Paul says our citizenship is of heaven. Citizenship is about a country. Our country is called the kingdom of of God. You and I are ambassadors of the Kingdom of God. Jesus Christ is the King of the Kingdom of God. The only message the King of the Kingdom of God preached was the message of the Kingdom of God. The only message John the Baptist preached was the message Of the kingdom of God. And so today, I want to invite you into the kingdom of God. I want, yes, it's by the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without your sins being forgiven. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without being born again. But the message is the kingdom of God. Why don't you today put your hand up in in your own heart, in your own mind, right now? And say, you know what? I I receive the kingdom of God. Jesus said it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But I want you to also put up your hand and say, you know what? I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. What is the thing Jesus said to seek first? Was it membership to the church? Was it acceptance from God? No, he said to seek first the kingdom of God. So I want you to put up your hand and I want you to say, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my life, I'm going to dedicate my time to seeking first the kingdom of God. This is what the Jesus King of God, the kingdom of God said to to seek. I'm going to actually be a Christian who obeys God. For the rest of my life, I'm not only making a decision to follow Christ, I'm making a decision to obey him. And what did he say? He said to seek first the kingdom of God. He said to preach the kingdom of God. He said to tell them to obey everything that I commanded you. So we need to obey him. Jesus said that many will come to him saying, Lord, Lord, and he will say to them, I never knew you. Why would he say that? Well, it's in his words. He said, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord. What does that mean? It doesn't mean much to us. It's just a religious title, Lord. No, in Jesus' time, the word Lord was a very... Common name it was the word owner you know in that Jesus' time they had slaves. Someone who had a slave had an it uh, was called an owner, so Jesus is saying don't if you come to me and say You own me, but you don't do what I said, then I will say that I never knew you so if you're a Christian. If you're owned by Jesus, then show him by obeying him. I mean, this is really simple stuff, guys. I'm just telling you to obey Jesus. I'm just telling you to obey him. What does that mean? Do what he says to do. Don't do what he says not to do. It's really simple. Jesus said that in John chapter 17 Would you obey Jesus? 1 John chapter 2 says, If we obey God's commandments, then we are surely his disciples. Those who say that they know him, but don't obey his commandments, are liars, and there is no truth in them. All those who obey his word A people whose love for God has really been made perfect. And this is how we know, and I I won't go on to say that, but Jesus said, If you love me, you will obey me. I want you to to just really meditate on that and, and just thank God for that today. So, Father, we thank you for the kingdom of God for the government of the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of God that is on your shoulders and the government that is on your shoulders that will increase, it will not end, and that government is on our shoulders. I want to thank you for the kingdom, that it's a gift. You give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the kingdom. So we receive your Holy Spirit today. We make a decision, Jesus, to obey you. Fill us, Holy Spirit, right now. Give us the power to preach the gospel of the kingdom with signs and wonders following. God, thank you that you will confirm this one word of the kingdom of God. So why haven't you been seeing these signs? Why haven't you been seeing the prayers answered? Because you haven't been preaching the one message that Jesus preached, the one message that he will confirm. I said the one message that he will confirm by himself proving your words. He will prove your words by confirming them. He will show people that your words are true when you preach the kingdom of God. So right now, church, begin. Begin by preaching the kingdom of God and he will confirm your words with signs and wonders following in Jesus' name. I just want to finish with this quick analogy, story. I want to say that imagine if, if you invited uh, somebody over for dinner, say it was your wife, or your husband, somebody you loved, maybe it's your mother, your father, and imagine they came into your house for dinner and, and this lover of yours or this loved one of yours was told to sit in the corner and then you sat in another corner and you, and you closed your eyes and you said, I'm just enjoying your presence. <laughs> now, it's true that that person is present. But wouldn't that person want to be with you? You know, that person came over because they want to be with you. They want to know you. They want to touch you. They want to connect with you. They want to hug you. They want to look into your eyes and hear what is on your heart. They want to hear if you had a bad day. They want to hear if you had a terrible day. They want to hear if you had a good day. Your circumstances aren't relevant. They just want you. They came over to see you. They want to be with you. They want to know you. Warts and all, warts and all. And so I think sometimes we talk about the presence of God. Jesus, we want your presence. But I think that he wants us, and he wants us to want him. And I want to say, I don't want his presence. I want himself. I want Jesus. I want all of him. I want to eat his body. I want to drink his blood. I don't just want him to enter the room. I want to be with him. So I want to encourage you with that. And I'm going to leave you with a little bit of an excerpt from Jubilee Church Amazing Worship with Rick Pino. This is an amazing testimony. And I pray that God totally wrecks you with not only his love, but the kingdom of God and the message of the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Enjoy this music
1: going to share want to share a, a, a brief testimony with you anybody like testimonies you know the thing about a testimony is that if it bears witness with you it becomes your testimony did you know that recently i was on a flight and it's it's kind of funny because they they because of all that we go I get bumped up to the business class area a lot, and I say it's funny because I'm not the most business classy looking guy that there is, and they sit me next to all these dudes who look business classy, and I don't know what it is about these flights, but the love of God always just finds me and hunts me down when I'm on these flights, and so I'm sitting there, I'm I'm at the window, I'm a window seat guy, any window seat people? Okay, you guys are way more anointed than anybody else in here. Easy, come on, just take it easy. Just kidding. And I'm sitting by the window and I'm just minding my own business. I'm not even being spiritual. I'm just chilling. And all of a sudden the love of God comes and just hunts me down and just falls all over me, the love of God. And I just, I just look out the window and I'm like... And I just start weeping. And it was one of these things. It's you know, some weeps you can hide a little bit, like, oh, there's a little smoke in my eye, it's okay. But this this love was just crashing, the love of God is crashing over me, crashing over. I couldn't help it. The the little weeping became an ugly cry, and I'm just I'm just losing it. I got snot coming out. they just, I'm a mess. It's terrible. The guy sitting next to me is like, oh my gosh. It was embarrassing. The flight attendant came over. She's like, sir, are you okay? And all, all I could do was just, <laughs> just give her a thought. I couldn't even talk. The love of God was just smashing me and smashing me. And after a few minutes, you know, just the love of God just washing over, I'm just weeping. And the weeping is just going deeper and the love is going deeper and deeper. All of a sudden, I find myself, I can get one sentence out. And I'm just looking, I don't care, man. (laughs) Lord, touch the guy next. I'm just like, I'm losing it. I'm just a mess. And I just find myself looking out the window going, Jesus. Your love is so amazing. Jesus, you're, that's the only sentence I could speak, just weeping, ah, Jesus. Your love is, I'm just losing it. And right as I'm having this love encounter, I go into an open vision and the plane disappears. The window disappears, the sky disappears. Just, it all disappears and I find myself kneeling in the throne room of heaven and I'm we—I'm snot coming down, I'm, I'm still weeping, I'm under it. And I'm holding my heart like that, I'm just rocking i little. Jesus, your love is so amazing. And as I open my eyes in this vision, to my utter surprise, I look in front of me and there kneeling next to me is Jesus. And he is holding his heart. He's rocking on his knees. And he is ugly crying. And I'm like, Jesus, you're ugly crying. It's not coming out. What is going He's like, and he just he's losing it. And I, I was so confused, you know, because so many times. You know we 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 know Jesus to be portrayed as you know loving and warrior and mercy but I had never really seen him like this he just losing it just weeping just Jesus was ugly crying if that even exists I mean if you can understand what I'm trying to say and I'm like so confused and amazed and I'm like what is going on and then Jesus said one sentence that forever has changed my perspective not just about worship not just about corporate worship but we are stepping into right now but my perspective on life my perspective as a son of the kingdom my perspective as a believer Jesus said one sentence and it wrecked me forever do you want to know what he said? Jesus is sitting there he's having what looks to be the exact same encounter as me He's sitting there, oh, it's not coming out. I was like, what? And Jesus says, Rick, your love is so amazing. Your love is so amazing. And it was in that moment, something unlocked in me. A a switch got flipped on the inside of me that I, I realized it's one thing. For the love of God to come and touch humanity. And it all starts there, right? We love Him because why? He first loved us. That's the start of it all. But friends, tonight I want you to understand something. We've not come here just so that the love of God can touch us. That's going to happen. That's awesome. He can't help but do that a completely different reality when we come here and the love of humanity touches God. The one thing that we can give Him, the one thing that we can give to God, the one thing that we can give to God is our love. So tonight I want you would you come and let's let's flood the altars, let's turn our chairs into altars? Come on, lift your hands all over this place. Come on, where's the wild radical lovers? Come on, fill these altars right now. We are believing God for a breakout tonight. Come on, just come get on your face, come just lose your dignity. Come on to understand that your love touches the heart of God in ways that we will not understand on this side of eternity but God in His humility has chosen to open up His heart to say anybody who's willing you can come and sit at my table and bring your love with you come on lift your hands Sam.